When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My next guest is the best uh, defense attorney in the country, Donald Trump's attorney, but so many great cases. And he's been spending time in Europe, Italy, and with his newly born grandson, Theo, in London. It's my friend, Joseph Tacopina. Jojo, what's going on, pal? Hey, nice here in a rainy London day. And uh, I just want to say God save the queen, man. (laughs) (laughs) You and Joe Biden. Uh, Were you watching Domingo Herman's perfect game against the A's and I don't know, in uh, Kensington last night? Yeah, no, that would have been (laughs) six in the morning, my God. No, I was not. I despise the Yankees. Wouldn't watch them anyway. The Mets put me into a depressive stupor. Can't watch them. I do like the Marlins, though, Sid. They're my, you know, number two team because, you know, I have a, a, a tie to Miami. I have a place there, and, and you know, we, we it's not ready yet, but we'll go down there. But I like going to those games. Chris is down there. It's a cool stadium. They have air oh, conditioning. Stop it. And they're a young, Stop they're, it. No, they're a young Stop it. fun team. I covered that Woody team. Perez is one of the best young pitchers Fine. in baseball. He, come on. It's a, good, it's a good young team. Joe, I, I covered that team for 11 years. Don't forget I did sports at 790 The Ticket, WQAM, 640 Sports. I was there in 97 when they beat I the know. Cleveland Indians and won the World Series. I was there in 03 when they beat the Yankees. The stadium is stupid. They have this ridiculous thing. They finally got rid of it oh. in center field. It's way too many colors. The fans couldn't give a rat's ass. Most it's fans don't even wear Marlins jerseys. They were the other team. No, no. No. Yes. I was was there two weeks ago, bro. I'm telling you, it's turning around. First of all, (laughs) yes, it's not a traditionalist baseball stadium for sure, but it's the perfect Miami stadium. White, those neon colors, the uniforms are great. And more importantly, it's the only place in Miami that you could go and be cool. It has I, I know. I mean, they, they've got it. This thing in notebooks. They've got a swimming pool out in center field, and they literally have like the strippers from Tootsie's wearing like these little outfits that run around. That's their. That's their. Uh, the actual entertainment. Not not a hot dog chasing a hamburger. Not a little kid running the bases. Strippers out in center field at a swimming pool. I'm sorry. And they and they got a kid who's flirting with 400. I know. Oh, they got. He's playing great. Yeah, that kid. No, listen, uh, uh, they, they need to they're turn that one around. Yeah, they care about the Dolphins. Harris, I Young, yeah. you know, Perez, yeah. they'll be okay. They're they, good. they care about the Dolphins. They care about the Hurricanes. They love the heat. The Panthers come off that great year. I know your kid works for Vinny Viola, but the Marlins need some work. Anyway, uh, Joe Tacopino live in London. So uh, you introduced me, because I guess he's in your office, to this kid, Jason Goldman. Turns out he's the face of a hugely popular case in this city. He's been on me once before, and that is the Jordan Williams case. In fact, Joseph, Jason's going to join me live coming up at 940. Thomas Kniff, Daniel Penny's attorney, he's going to join me tomorrow. And here you've got a case of two men acting Mm -hmm. in self-defense, two men brave and courageous, yet the black guy gets away with it and the white guy doesn't. That's all it comes down to, right? That's it. And, and yeah, I mean, I didn't see the outrage in the second case. I didn't see the outrage in the, in the case where, you know, the defendant, the, the, the person who caused the, the mortal wound was black. And I hate to think 
that that's all this is all about. I mean, because there was so much outrage when Daniel Perry did something that was justifiable by the law, okay? Um, but when it was done by an individual who was in his right, by the way, Jordan Williams 100% acted within the boundaries of the law and properly, and I would have done the same thing. I think any decent citizen would have done the same thing. But, you know, the fact that he was black, I, there was absolutely no outrage from anyone. It, no. It's just, it's so, it's so obvious where the, where the, outrage comes from, not from the act itself, not from the, the tragic death, just from a racial sort of undertone that, yep. that sort of yep. serves agendas, and it's really wrong. That's why you I love mean, this look, show. That case, That's why you love this show, because well, I'm the only guy. You speak straight here. Yeah. You speak straight. That's the, you're, you're 100% right. We don't have to be politically correct. We're, look, I try never to offend anyone for the purpose of offending anyone, but if some people can't deal with the reality of the fact that the only difference in these two cases, legally and factually, is simply that one of the def- defendants was black, the other one's white. Um, and it's wrong. It's wrong that there's such outrage against Daniel Perry, but there was o- almost support for, for um, you know, Williams. And listen, this case didn't even get to a case. The, the district attorney did the right thing. He dismissed the case in the grand jury. Yeah. So it wasn't even litigated. It wasn't yeah. like a, yeah. a, a, a trial win, which is great. But this case didn't even make it that far because Eric Gonzalez, the Brooklyn district attorney, as opposed to Alan Bragg, who has the Daniel Perry case, the Manhattan district attorney, had the, had the, the courage to put this for a grand jury and not try and overly present the case to just to get an indictment. Because any district attorney could secure an indictment in any case because it's like they say you can indict a ham sandwich. You can. It's a one-sided proceeding. But, you know, what they did in that office, Eric Gonzalez's office, is they really um, put the facts in an unbiased manner, and they put the law. And the law is very clear. Under New York law, a person is justified to use deadly physical force when they reasonably believe it's necessary to use such force to defend themselves or, in Daniel Perry's case, others from imminent use of deadly or unlawful yeah. physical force. Yeah. There's no scenario where this case didn't qualify for that. This guy, this, this, of course, shocked, not shockingly, he was a, a predicate felon, right? He was someone who already had a massive criminal record, the, uh, the deceased. Um, I can't even pronounce his name, but, you know, he, he literally came up, verbally assaulted William's girlfriend. Then when Williams pushed him away from her, he came back, threw a punch at the girlfriend, grabbed Williams by the neck, I mean, game, set, and match right there. There's yep. no yep. scenario where you cannot defend yourself. And if it means mortally wounding him, it means mortally wounding him. Too bad, too sad. Yep. Um, you know, he started. He's the one who put them in danger. There's no difference between those facts. Look, the facts are different slightly, but the law, as it relates to the facts, are no different than the Perry case. Yeah. When, when, again, when there is someone who is in you know, danger, okay, the imminent use of deadly or unlawful force, well, the the Perry case was an example. The, the, the guy who, who, who died um, was threatening the imminent use of physical force. Hundred percent. Now, Jordan, Jordan Neely, Jordan Neely actually said on the train, "Someone's going to die today. I don't care if I go to right. prison." Jordan Neely yeah. was was he might have been. Look, we know he went through the tragedy, and then he likes to like Michael Jackson. He was a low life. He had a bunch of arrests. He uh, punched a sixty-seven-year-old innocent lady in the face. Yep. He was a danger. He punch was a, a danger. You punch a sixty-seven-year-old anything, let alone a sixty-seven-year-old lady. Yeah, you deserve to rot in hell. You deserve, of course, to rot in hell, of course. Concerned. But yeah. so he was a danger. Someone had the courage to defend others or himself and, and had the, the, you know, the wherewithal, the physical abilities to do that, where most people would, you know, cower and, and, and be concerned and nervous. He stood up and defended that train. That's why the people on that train are resoundingly supporting Daniel Perry, as they should, as they should. Look, 
I think I, this is a trial, that case. Right? Unless the district attorney does some, you know, about face, which is going to be hard for him to do now because he's locked and loaded. Um, this case is there's no scenario where this guy will be convicted at trial. Well, I agree. Um, honestly, I agree. Yeah. You know, if I were doing this case, I would, this is one of those I would do for free because yeah. I believe yeah. so much. Because we're in an important time in New York City. People are afraid to ride the trains, Sid. They're afraid to ride the trains. The fact that you – and look what's happening. It's, it's like oh, every day there's a violent act on the trains. And it's like this, this is – our city is now going to be overtaken by violent thugs. I mean it's, it's, it's horrible. You have to be able to defend yourself. No, no one wants it to get to that point, but for God's sakes, you know, if someone's doing that, causing physical harm, threatening death to others – they, they deserve to be dealt with. I agree. Uh, look, he's got a great attorney, Thomas Knipp, a guy he served yeah, our country. He actually ran against Alvin Bragg for the Manhattan DA. That's when I first met Thomas. I had him on the show when he was running. He lost. But between him and Steve Razor, Daniel Penny has two great attorneys, so we'll see. Yeah. Got about two minutes. I want to get to Trump here for a second. Of course, sure. uh, you got a big win, and I'll keep saying it. I don't care about the second rap they applied to Trump and the stupid fine. All she talked about was rape. There was no rape. Right. She's a liar. So here's the good news. Yeah. She lied about that. So Trump said, well, hold on a second. She's suing me for defamation. The jury said she lies. I'm going to sue her for defamation. And that's what happened yesterday. What are your thoughts on Trump's lawsuit, defamation against E. Jean Carroll? He's got a right. He's got an absolute right now to do it because this case was always about rape. It was rape, 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 rape. First words out of her mouth and on her direct testimony, E. Jean Carroll was, he raped me, he raped me. They said it over 100 times between the opening, her direct testimony, and the closing. Rape. The word rape came out over 100 times in that trial. Wow. So she's still going around calling him a rapist, Okay. He's not a rapist. The jury, and this don't forget, so this was a civil case. All you needed was 51% from the burden of proof standpoint, 51% to find him liable. It's a civil case, not a criminal case where you have proof beyond a reasonable doubt, which is the highest end the law permits. This is different. This was simply a, a civil case where just 51% liability gets a finding of, of rape. The jury blew that away. Um, and, and that's all she focused on. So, you know, for her to go out there and continue to, you know, saying she was raped by Donald Trump. Well, the jury said, no, she wasn't. So she should stop saying it. And I understand why the president would would want to, um, you know, sort of exercise his rights. The jury vindicated him in that regard. Um, the other stuff, there was no finding on what, what they claim Trump did to her. I read some quotes about you know, what, what the jury allegedly found. The jury found nothing. They just found sexual abuse, which, again, that's the access. Hollywood tape coming alive in that courtroom, which was played five times for the jury. Where you know if he was if you took him literally it, it equates to that okay it equates to a sexual abuse but that that was that was locker room talk as we said as he said but you know listen he was fighting a massive uphill battle in that case the fact that we won the rape case is yep. something that you know it was important for the campaign it was important for him personally hundred percent now is important for the uh, litigation yeah I remember I texted you right away I was on Newsmax I was on TV and I'm like. Man, congratulations, you just won. And even you, because you're the best attorney in the country, so you don't want any charge. I don't want no charges, no fines. Right. You were like, are you sure? I go, yeah, you bastard, you just won. Yeah, you won <laughs> the first, and then I got a call from the president who said, hey, congratulations, we beat the rape vets. And right. the campaign called me, and, you know, and, and look, it, it didn't happen. So it's not like, you know, I, 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 one of these cases where 
you know, there was clear evidence of guilt and, and whatever. But we were fighting a different battle there. We were fighting a, a, an anonymous jury. We didn't even know who these people were, which really is unheard of. I'm not talking about anonymous to the public, but anonymous to the lawyers. So we couldn't even do our background research. Said, Let me explain just the significance of that for a second. When you have a jury, the lawyers, at the very least, even in mob cases, the lawyers know who the jurors are so they can do their due diligence. As a matter of fact, if you know who the jurors are and you don't do a social media check on them to see if they posted anything adverse to the case or your client or anything else, it's, it's ineffective assistance of counsel, malpractice, okay? It's, it literally is. There's case law on that. Well, we couldn't do that because we just looked at faces. We had no idea who these people were. And then when you have all these things come in, like women making allegations from 40 years ago, from 10 years ago, and then this tape coming in, which is so irrelevant, to the E. Jean Carroll case, that Access Hollywood tape, you know, and then we're in New York County, and we don't know who would deal with this, the jurors. So it's, it's, he had all the odds stacked yep. against him. Yep. Um, a judge yep. who wasn't particularly friendly to him, to put it mildly. And, uh, you know, we wound up with a result that, you know, at the end of the day, served its purpose. Um, perfect? No, absolutely not. Um, but the appeal, I think, is going to be where where he comes out on top completely. He's on top right now. I'll tell you what, every time they indict this poor bastard, arrest him, arraign him, and do these types of things, his numbers goes through the roof. I don't want to hear about DeSantis. It's not even a race. It's a joke. It's unbelievable. But yeah. here's the scary part. So it's going to be President Trump against who? I don't know. It cannot be. It cannot be Joe Biden. I mean, it can't be. I mean, it's getting to the point where, no, no. He's, he's like, you know, look, I don't like him. I think I think the evidence of his, of his conducting um, – sort of fugazi dealings with overseas yep. governments and vendors yep. and yep. all that. I mean, it's becoming yep. it's becoming abundantly clear. Why there's no outrage there, I have no idea. Because if that, but those deals were Donald Trump, oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. My God, they would have him, they would be baying for his scalp today. But, you know, you do feel bad because you look at him, he, it's, it's, you're seeing all the characteristics. And, you know, I had a father-in-law who went through this. You're seeing all the characteristics of Alzheimer's and the shuffle, you know, the, the, this forgetting things. The God Save the Queen Man thing was just like, what is going on? Is he singing a, a Sex Pistol song right now? Or, well, that's what I thought he was doing. I thought he was mocking the Sex Pistols. I'm like, what's going on? And then, of course, the horrific thing yesterday or the day before where Putin is um, losing the war to Iraq. Uh, Iraq, uh, yes. You know. He was close. Uh, he was like, close. I know. Had a vow in it. No, it is sad. Oh, my yep. God. Yeah, well, that's why enjoy uh, England. I was there not that long ago, too, when I came back and just ripped this city and the state and this country apart because I tried to compare it to, to England, and it's, you know, it's just not a fair comparison. But enjoy that uh, beautiful grandson, Theo, of yours. And another brilliant, great, tremendous appearance. We love you. And uh, we'll talk to you when you get back home soon. Great job. Okay. See you later. Man. Thank you, Joseph. There he is, famed defense attorney Joseph Tacopina, right here on Sid and Friends. And he is in England this morning with his beautiful grandson, Theo. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.